I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, it's clear that nature had absolutely no idea what to do with testicles. They're always hanging out, flopping around, or sticking to your legs, probably the worst of the three, and that is why Tommy John created the ultimate hammock pouch. I have it on right now, I'm telling you. These underwear, when you're wearing Tommy John's, the hammock pouch, you are that much more comfortable than you do everything better. There's literally dozens of comfort innovations here. Once you've tried Tommy John underwear, and I'm not just saying this because I'm getting paid. I'm serious. I am wearing them now and absolutely love this underwear. And I usually don't like underwear. I mean, it annoys me because it's sticking to me. It's like riding up. They've sold 13 million pairs of these. So there's balls all across America. Not as great as my balls, but they love Tommy John underwear because everything stays in place with no flopping, no sticking, no chafing. I think flopping is the worst. Either way, Tommy John underwear has a non-rolling waistband as well. Perfect fit, legs don't ride up. You're covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear. And it's a free money back guarantee. So right now, here's the deal. You'll get 20% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash school. That's 20% off underwear and loungewear at tommyjohn.com slash school. tommyjohn.com slash school. See the site for details. I promise you're going to love this underwear. It's absolutely the best. No close second. When someone goes from being a buyer in power, when someone goes from being a buyer in power, right? Meaning they want your product, need your product, but there's no urgency. They're qualified financially, but they're still, they're lacking that, you know, that itch to scratch. They're not really in pain. And because of that, they're like saying, you know, I'm going to buy, but when I'm good and ready, when I'm shopping around, they feel like they're in power versus... The other sort of buyer, which is a buyer in heat, your best buyer of all. This is someone that needs your product, wants your product, can afford your product, but they also are not in denial of their pain. They're feeling the pain actively, and because of that, they need to take action now in their own mind, so they're ready to buy. There's urgency, right? So what I really explained today, which I really want you to focus in on here, is that when you're gathering intelligence, when you're qualifying, not only are you looking to build rapport through active listening, continue that reassurance that you are an expert in your field, also obviously sift through those buyers that come into your funnel to take out the ones who are the look-a-loos, the tire kickers, right, and the mistakes. So you can take the ones that are those, the buyers and buyers of power, and bring those down the line, right? But besides those two things, so watch, again, sifting out the right buyers, which are the buyers in heat and buyers in power, eliminating the mistakes and the looky-loos, right? That's number one. Number two, building massive rapport at conscious and unconscious level by your active listening, right? So when they respond, like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The third thing is that when you amplify pain as you gather intelligence, what it does is it's begins the process of taking a buyer in power and turning them into a buyer in heat, which then by default creates urgency. And what really allowed me to explain so effectively today was a, a, a metaphor, an example I used about like how I was in a situation, right, where I went into my normal checkup, right, and I took a blood test. 
and I get this urgent call from the doctor saying that you have to come to the doctor, into the hospital right now. Your triglycerides are off the charts and your cholesterol is real heavy. Your, your triglycerides are dangerously high. I'm like, oh, really? How high? He goes, well, normal is like 120, you know, 50 to under 200, right? High is 200 to 500. 500 to 1,000 is dangerously high. Mine were 5,000. 5,000. It's like, you, you, are you walking around right now? Is your pancreas? I'm like, what the pancreas? Anyway, long story short, I went into panic mode. I called my wife. I gotta go. Hi, I gotta, I'm freaking out, right? I get an appointment with the best doctor right away for the next day, right? Or it was like, well, two, I had to wait two days. It was a weekend, right? For the best guy ever. Doc's like, don't worry, you'll be all right, but you gotta see a doctor, right? I was so nervous, right? Couldn't get it off my mind for one day. The next day, even though I know it's still there, I block it out, I go into denial, and I live my life again. Why? Because or else I'll drive myself crazy. In other words, what happens is when someone has a problem, when someone has a lack, when someone's experienced something negative in their life, they need to do something. You know, here I am. I'm, I'm basically a buyer when it comes to getting to the doctor. I'm a buyer. I'm the ultimate buyer. I got to get fixed here. I got to figure out what's wrong with me. I got to get it to here. I got to run to the doctor. What could be a more painful buyer than me, right? By Monday, I was like, oh, so I really got I mean, I guess I got to go, but I had been able to block it off and compartmentalize it and go into some sort of denial because I need to live my life. There were investors in China, right? People in China. And it's scary for them because they can't get their money out of the country very easily, right? And when you're gathering intelligence from these people, the question is, you know, oh, so, you know, a lot of times they'll buy real estate in other parts of the world because they're trying to move their money out of the country. So the question is, you know, also, you know, you know, when did you first think about doing this? You know, what did you hear? And say, oh, well, you know, I have a friend of mine, I got, whatever, I had an issue, I, I read an article, and they're like, uh-huh, mm, mm, tell me about that. And you start digging into that pain, you see what happens is when they first heard that article, Hurst heard the story, read an article, just got that sense that there was problems maybe in the country that the government could at any time come in and seize their ass. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's a possibility, right? When they first heard it, they panic. I got to get my money out of the country. I got to get real estate elsewhere. But then over the weeks and months that follow, well, if that, if that was on their mind constantly, they'd be so negative also they couldn't live with themselves. So what do they do? They convince themselves, they go into denial to convince them, you know, it's okay. My life is fine as it is. I'll be, they're not going to take my money. It's going to be okay. And while that's a healthy self-protective mechanism, it stops them from going nuts and they can live their life and keep working. It doesn't really serve because they do need to still get their money out of the country. They've just gone into denial. Because that's how they can live their life. Or else, if you were only focused on what hurt you, you'd just be going crazy all day. That's why most buyers in power are buyers in power. They at once were buyers in heat, but then they become numb, as, as Pink Floyd says, they're comfortably numb to their own pain. So when you are asking questions in your intelligence gathering session, and you hit on a pain point, 
What you want to do is take them back to the time when they first realize that there was a problem. Say, oh, so what was it that made you think of that? Tell me about that. Uh-huh. Mm. And when was that? Ooh, I, uh-uh. I bet you that was, wow, my God. And make them talk about it. Bring it back. How'd you feel? I can imagine you must have been, when you first heard it, I understand now you obviously have to go on, but you must have been, how'd that feel? Tell me. And in a very elegant and sympathetic tone, make them talk about what first caused them to think about making a decision. And what happens is you take them out of denial, back into this position where they're feeling the pain, feeling the discomfort and the worry, and you're doing them a favor. You're not disempowering them. You're empowering them to know that, you know what? What about, I know I got comfortable, but I gotta do something about this. I gotta make a decision. I can't think of a higher ethical purpose than a salesperson for helping someone who's in denial. Smell the, you pull your head out of the sand and take a look around, pal. You need to do something. Now, if you say that like that in the wrong way, you're not going to get very far. But by using your active listening, by asking good questions and telling them, to, tell me about that. When did you first find out? Oh, wow. How'd that make you feel? Oh, my God. I can imagine. No, I have lots of clients. They all say, uh-huh. Mm, I understand you had to keep going. But whew, that must have flipped you, right? Yeah, it's a big issue. And then make them talk. Don't resolve that pain right there. Let it stay. And then now, as you make your presentation or for your solution, you're now talking to someone who's starting to move towards being a buyer in heat again. In other words, buyers in power buy when intra-sale, they become buyers in heat. You said something that creates that urgency, that feeling, and you know what? I'm going to do it now. I should be doing it now. Now, part of that is, of course, when you, there's an equation here, right? The level of urgency is inversely related to how great a fit they think that your product is. In other words, the greater they think, the better they think your product is, the less urgency they need to feel to buy it. Now, they could be not that urgent, but you know, it's so great, I'll do it. But it's not always easy to get that super airtight logic is to get them that excited about your product. They'll say, you know what, even though I'm not in a rush, this is the one. So what you do is by raising up the pain threshold, okay, this is inverse. They don't have to be as certain to say yes. That's why it works like the action threshold. The action threshold is the same thing. The lower the action threshold, the less certain someone has to be to say yes.